Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. New Zealand's Old Curse. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. In Dundin, New Zealand's quaint seventh largest city is a massive, sprawling castle. Well, mock castle to be exact, built by William Larnock, a troubled big banker turned businessman turned broke parliamentarian who navigated failure after failure. So why did the life of someone so successful, a celebrity in the 1800s, who had a happy home, wealth, and a booming business, a burgeoning political career, just suddenly spiral? People point to Larnock Castle. Many say that Larnock's life rested on the house's whims, and since building the massive compound, everything just kind of went to shit. A curse? Who knows? You can decide as we take you through the story of the Larnock House, a haunted hotbed and New Zealand's only castle. This is kind of a a throwback episode, I would say. We haven't done a haunted episode in a while. There's a lot of rich history to this, kind of dependent on place. But really, before the castle or the mansion, or whatever you'd like to call it, is the man, William James Mundy Larnock. He was born on January 27th in 1833 to high society Australians with a lot of wealth and a lot of influence. To give you some context, growing up, Larnock was pals with a man named W.J.T. Clark, said at that time to be the richest man in Australia. In his late 20s, Larnock married a woman named Eliza Jane Guise and moved quickly up the bank of New South Wales's corporate ladder. In 1867, he was picked by the London board of the Bank of Otago to replace their New Zealand manager, so Lanark arrived in Dundon in September of 1867 and got to it. William Larnock was pretty good at being a banker in rural New Zealand. He got into land speculating, farming, and timber, and also made huge profits in investing in those sectors. Being a man about town and in the business already, Larnock decided to build himself a massive Gothic revival home he called The Camp. Building the camp took almost seven years and involved hundreds of workers, glass from Venice, stone from down the street. (laughs) When the Larnock family moved in in 1874, the camp had 43 rooms, 35 acres of grounds, a winery, 
300 acres of farmland, methane-powered chandeliers, a man-made waterfall, and required a staff of 46 servants. Three years later, Larnack decided to add a 3,000-square-foot ballroom as a 21st birthday present for his eldest daughter, Kate. Everything was to be the highest quality. Money in this era of great borrowing was not to be spared, wrote Larnack's great-granddaughter, Fleur Sneddon, great name, in her book, King of the Castle. It was coined a castle by the press, but as soon as the Larnacks moved in, the bad luck began. William Larnack had very publicly entered politics that year and was brutally beaten by his opponent in the electorate of Caversham. So Larnack pivoted, launching a new business venture, the New Zealand Agricultural Company. The farming investments through the New Zealand Agricultural Company dropped in value due to some freak rabbit invasions on the land. So Larnack tried to sell everything to British investors which New Zealanders hated and considered an act of treason. British investors didn't like it either, as they felt like he was trying to fool them into buying bad land. rabbit nod land. So Larnack had no friends, no real business, and the dude gets very depressed. Withdrawing from society, he started drinking heavily and got into worse and worse debt. With land prices falling and his company gone to shit, he quickly and secretly transferred assets to his wife, Eliza, his only saving grace in being able to keep the castle, until she mysteriously dies in 1880. Larna quickly married his dead wife's half-sister, Mary, in 1882, but she dies in 1887, and in 1891, he marries his third wife, Constance de Bath Brandon. Because he's a white man with perceived wealth, Larnack became both a member of parliament and a director of the Colonial Bank of New Zealand in 1894. Again, things are looking up. Of course, very quickly after, the bank collapses. In 1898, Larnack locked himself in a committee room at parliament and shot himself with a revolver. Where Larnack's life ends, a bitter battle between his surviving family members began over the house and the meager assets he had left. His surviving family fought a battle over his will, possibly aggravated by a pretty open affair that Larnack's third wife, Constance, had with his youngest son, Dougie. On that incestuous note, let's take a break. Hi there, I'm Leah. And I'm Steve. And we're the hosts of a podcast called Remnant Stew. We release an episode every other week that features weird, bizarre, and intriguing true stories. That's right. We track down and bring to you some of the weirdest stories and trivia, like the shrimp that spits up a glowing loogie, or the turtle that survived being locked up in a room and forgotten for 30 years. Or that time a shark on display in an aquarium puked up a human arm that sparked off a murder investigation remains unsolved to this day. I love that story. So if you need a break from the news and want something to satisfy a curious mind, then tune in to Remnant Stew. We're available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. We hope you'll tune in and join the adventure. And in the meantime, as always, please remember to be kind and And always always stay stay curious. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi, hello, how are you? Hello. We're checking in. Here's the check-in. This is it. Let it all out. (laughs) Let it all out. Scream into the void. That's right. A primal scream. 
Or just sit there politely. Yeah, you can do that too. Or you're in your car or wherever. Just live your life. But you don't have to do what we say. I'd like it if you did everything I said. But you don't have to. We want to thank anyone who's listening and shares the podcast and spreads Mm -hmm. the good word. That's right. And to all of our patrons, thank you very much for the support. Mm -hmm. And to the one and only government. (laughs) The mayors in the house. Oh, Ashley Matson, Hello. Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. James Harrington. Hi. David Bull. Hello. And the governor. Er, 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 er. Avian Noble. That's good. That's, That's that good, was really right? good. That was yes, really good. Yeah, yeah. If you want early access, bonus episodes, no chit-chat, no, no ads. No Who wants that? Cut you time for that shit. out. You got it. You know what? It's a life hack. <laughs> Never felt older. (laughs) It's a real adulting life hack. (laughs) Be a girl boss. Yeah. Be a boss. Are you ready to slay? (laughs) Slay queen. All day. Set life. Patreon.com slash ghost town pod. And you can use all those hashtags. Yeah, you can freely use them. Do you even know why you're using them? Do you even know what it means? (laughs) Do you? I don't think you do. And if you do, great. Okay, boomer. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's get back to some yeah. real boomers, <laughs> major the, boomers. The original, the original <laughs> New Zealand boomers, the Larnucks and their horrifyingly cursed castle. So William Larnuck has died. The family is in disarray. The now fractured, patriarch-free Larnuck family sells the house in 1906. They want to be rid of it. They're done with it. And... <laughs> It was promptly turned into an insane asylum until it got too run down. It was too run down for a turn-of-the-century insane asylum. So that tells you something. As the building fell into more and more disrepair, it changed hands quite a bit. Until 1967, where a very pregnant Margaret Barker and her husband, Barry, were touring New Zealand in a van and stopped by the castle for just a regular tour, just to see what was up over there. They were out, freewheeling, trying to see the countryside. Standing on the doorstep of the castle, the two just decided that they want to buy it. Fortunately, it was for sale, which is a good thing, and actually there were plans on tearing it down. So something comes to them, who knows what, they both decide on the spot that they want to buy it and save it. And they do. It's sold to them, but they have no idea what they're in for. The two moved in on March 3rd, 1967. The kitchen had no floor, there was no working plumbing or fresh water, and the electrical wiring was just blowing up. Like, the problem was, it kept blowing up and starting fires. Not a great place to live. After their daughter and son were born, and again, born at this house, into this, the new family found lots of strange and pretty gross things around the place, like a cannon down a what they call a wishing well, or a rat colony that feasted on mold. All horrible, really disgusting things to bring a young family into. But they kind of knew that that was part of the process of buying this dilapidated mansion. What they didn't realize was the excessive, horrifying hauntings. The hauntings started as they started to fix the place up. And eventually, they succeeded in making it into a little kind of hotel, Airbnb, just just a part of the large, vast mansion. 
but the hauntings were getting to them already. For example, Barry's normally quiet and loyal dog would not stop aggressively barking at random doors. Or the poor first receptionist, their first hire of the hotel, claimed he would be spooked and harassed by an unhappy older man, perhaps the tormented spirit of William Larnick. Margaret Baker also has many stories, but she often speaks of the most famous haunted occurrence at the estate. So things were shaping up, right? They were having more and more visitors, more and more rooms of the house were presentable and able to be used. So in 1994, again, far, far, far later from when they originally bought the house on the spot, the house was hosting a play on the Larnuck family called Castle of Lies. It premiered in the Grand Ballroom. Yes, the Barkers kind of leaned into the house's history to bring people and money in. We've done a lot of spaces, covered a lot of spaces that have done that, but in this case, it backfired. As the guests were seated to watch the play, a terrible wind started from seemingly nowhere. Smoke from fireplaces blew down the chimneys and sent fine white soot shooting through the air. It was followed by a heavy rain and hail that crashed loudly against the iron roof. The drapes were flying everywhere, and just at the point where Larnick was about to kill himself, Margaret says, a flash of lightning shot through the room. Afterwards at dinner, I heard people asking if it was a stage effect. Everyone was terrified, but the stage manager was adamant that it wasn't. Larnick was watching. The mansion is now a hotel, so many people who move through the place have felt choked, bullied, and suffocated at different points in their stay. Maybe by Larnick himself, who's supposed to keep an eye on the lower floors, or Eliza, who is said to be seen upstairs. But the Larnick kids seem to be the ghosts causing the biggest commotion. Dundon... The town that this mansion resides in has gotten bigger because it's a college town, home to Cumberland College. So a lot of ghostly sightings have happened to the students, likely because they're around, you know, touring, whatever. It's kind of a cultural part of the history of the town. But they're also the age of the very pissed off, very outspoken Larnack children. Sightings of the ghost known as the Grey Lady have occurred at the house and at the nearby Cumberland College. So maybe it's the ghost of 21-year-old Kate going from ballroom to lecture hall just trying to get an education. I know what you're thinking, this episode is wrapping up, and yes, you can stay at Larnack Castle if you dare. Not only can you stay in one of their 12 Victorian rooms for around $300 a night, breakfast included, but they have ghost tours, garden tours, regular tours, but no more plays. Every year, 100,000 people explore the castle and stroll through its vast gardens, trying to avoid or encounter a pissed-off, entitled, dysfunctional New Zealand family of ghosts. Probably one of the most disturbing things I've heard described on this podcast for me personally. <laughs> oh no. Is a rat colony feasting on mold. Yes. Yes. For some reason, I mean, we've talked about a lot of mm -hmm. things. It really cut me to my core. It really <laughs> pushed a button I didn't know was there. That's really, really gross. But I guess when, when they're like, this, this is too dilapidated for a, mental facility yeah when normally they're like it's a mental facility who cares what it's like because mm -hmm. people are treated like you know depending on where you are in, in, in time and, and what you're talking about sometimes treated like second-class citizens yeah and but when they're like no this is even too wretched for that for turn of the century new zealand which again still very remote at that point, and, and now, too, in a, in a lot of ways, yeah, when they're like, this won't work for us, when typically, and we don't have to get into the politics of mental health facilities, but when typically it's like, oh, here's a place that we're taking a lot of people that aren't understood or can't be handled in regular society, don't adhere or fit in, you don't maybe care as much that their facilities are very nice. But when you're already like, no, 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 we can't, we can't put these people here, it's too disgusting and run down. That absolutely says something. 
But anyway, breakfast is served from 7 a.m. <laughs> to 9.30 a.m., oh. so you do not want to miss it. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.